0: You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, success without sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby, here with my good friend and co-host, Jerry. In every episode, we're going to be bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And in this episode, we're actually going to be talking to you about the whole reason why we started this podcast. And that is sacrifice, which I think sacrifice and the concept of what are we sacrificing in order to get what we want is actually one of the most important things that we can actually think about.
1: Yeah, this one's going to be a a big one. I was a little bit nervous and prepping for this one in that uh, when we start to vocalize sacrifice, uh, what kind of hypocrisy am I showing in my life when I say, uh, when we really start to talk about the things that are important to us and what is it that we're sacrificing? And so you got to you know, as I was going through this, it was, uh, I really, uh, felt, uh, some anxiety over it, but as I really started to dive into getting ready and, and some of the pre conversations you and I had, I got super excited about it. And it really kind of showed through for me, some of the work that I've put in over the last couple of years and how
0: this has been the driving force behind that. Yeah. Sacrifices. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really good. I had a good time preparing for this one as well. And really what I think, like, because we're always sacrificing something. And so I think the first place we kind of need to start is, is like, what is the actual definition of sacrifice? Because you can't do everything and you're always choosing something. And so that sacrifice is the act of like giving something up or giving something of value up for something of greater value. And so what are some of the things you just initially were thinking about whenever we started just kind of thinking through this whole thing? Well I think it's important
1: to understand that it's giving something of value up for something of greater value cuz when I first started thinking about this I started thinking about sacrificing the things that maybe didn't have a lot of value but were in the way so it was some things that uh maybe were in my life that weren't important or uh shouldn't have been important but the time I was wrapping time up in them uh I always kind of think I come back to this one when you know, Drew, who's my 25 year old son, um, was little. Uh, I used to play a lot of s- softball after I got out of college, played the men in the men's softball leagues, uh, played a lot of softball. And then when he got into Little League, I decided to stop playing softball because I didn't want to miss one of his games. I thought that would have been ridiculous to miss one of my son's games because I'm playing a game myself. And so that to me was you know, quote unquote sacrifice. But looking back, it really wasn't sacrifice because it wasn't of, you know, it wasn't super important to me, you know, playing softball, so it was easy to give up, so I don't know necessarily that it was a sacrifice. But that's where the thought process started. And then it really drove me down uh, this lane of all the habits that I've been really working on building over the last I guess probably not even habits, more of mindset that I've really been working on over the past 5 years it really drove me down the path of Kevin Ward's, uh, seven domains, uh, the seven domains for your life. And just real quick, those are like family friends. Uh, that's one faith, finances, fitness, feelings, fun, and focus. And, you know, I've heard that, you know, some people have five domains, seven domains, like I've heard it different ways, but that was the one that I was introduced to and really taking a look at those and, really putting some thought into how is it that i've kind of laid those out and you really had to break it down and some things that you had to give up in each of those areas but some things that you had to gain in the area so it's really you know that whole idea of you're replacing something of value with something with greater value and that's where my thought process started on this
0: yes i started on this a while a while back as i started reflecting on it i i I feel really fortunate and blessed that I had a lot of people who have kind of like kind of drilled this into my head from the beginning, just a lot of mentors that I've, you know, been involved with. And so even going back to your story that you talked about with Drew, what one of my mentors says, he said, you know, because we say I think what it comes down to me is like getting real with myself, because in my head, I want to say I value certain things. But in reality, when I start doing a check, I sometimes don't value the things that I say I do. And so your actions speak louder than your words actually do. And so one of my mentors, what he told me is like, he said, show me your calendar. And he said, show me your bank account. And he was like, that will tell me exactly what really matters to you, right? And so as you were saying that story with Drew, like you used to play, you were playing softball, which you liked it it was something, I would say it was something of value to you. But then like spending time with your son is of greater value. So like you sacrifice that in order to, you know, spend time with your son. And so I'm like, I feel like I'm constantly always, always doing those things, which is, you know, one reason, one reason why I actually got out of the military, right? We were, I was thinking about, we were thinking about having a family. And so family's like really, really important to me. And so as you think about what, as I was thinking about like, what do I want my family life to look like? You know, it's, it's like, I want to be there for my kids. I want to be able to spend time with them. I want to be able to see them as they grow up, you know, because those are the most formative years, the time that you have with them while they're young. And every single retirement ceremony that I went to, whoever was like retiring, almost always the first thing that they did is they apologize to their wife and to their kids. And they told them, you know, I'm sorry that I wasn't there for a lot of, you know, your games, baseball games or whatever else, just because you're called to do something else. You're called to be serving your country. And so it's really hard. You have to figure out like, what is really important to me, you know, is is, and it's not wrong to serve your family as opposed to, you know, serving your country or doing that at different times. You know what I mean? And so you really got to figure out what's important to you and how you want to do that. And so for me, you know, number one was starting a family after I got out of the military. And then number two was like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be able, I don't want to sacrifice that time, you know, for my, for my family. So we had to make a decision on how we were going to do that and move kind of through that.
1: I was starting to take a look at the people that we put on a pedestal. And when I say we like in society, Um, As an example, like the Michael Jordan documentaries out right now, the last dance and, you know, and everybody just, you know, is, I mean, not, not everybody, but 99% of the people are out there praising Michael Jordan. He was the best and he was the greatest. But if you take a look back, like what he sacrificed to be the greatest, I mean, he basically gave up everything else in his life to focus on being the greatest basketball player.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And so the, the, the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, as you as we look at folks that we want to emulate or folks that we want to, you know, you see someone doing something because that's how you get to where you want to be at, right? You see someone else doing something, you're like, well, it's working for them, then it might as well work for me. And so, yeah, you have no clue what he sacrificed. You had no clue what his personal life looked like, what he had to give up in order to do that. But for my, you know, I loved that documentary. Because, you know, is that Michael Jordan wanted to win and he was going to win almost at all cost, no matter what. Yeah. Like he wasn't worried about, you know, making his teammates happy. He wasn't worried about anything else. And the, the thing that I thought was really cool is even even that part where I think he was like a rookie or something like that. And he walked into, he talked about how he walked into the uh, room where a lot of the veterans were and they were just doing like some shady stuff. and he was like, I can't be in here. Like I'm trying to win. He's like, I'm not going to be in here doing whatever they were doing. I can't remember what he said they were doing. Yeah, was I the think one, They were uh, doing drugs. or
1: Yeah. They were in the hotel and, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, a lot of drinking and just the lifestyle that wasn't going to help him get where he wanted to be.
0: Exactly. So there's positives and possibly negatives as well into like what you want to do being laser focused on what you want. And so the thing is, is, which I think is the other really important thing, right? He knew, he knew exactly what he wanted and you kind of have to know, which we were talking about before, you have to know your why, right? So being clearly focused on what you want and why you're doing what you're doing is probably the most important thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, that was one of the things that we
1: had talked about was the uh, Simon Sinek book. Uh it starts with why. I thought that book that book was really valuable for me back when I started this process of trying to get some clarity on what I wanted my life to be. Cause for me, it wasn't, you know, I didn't know if I was sacrificing something, it was more probably reactionary. Like I didn't have an overwhelming, like, why am I doing things in life? You know, I had, I was of the mindset that life kind of happened to you and you reacted to it. I didn't, I didn't take the approach in life that I can, you know, why I can't control all of life. uh, There's some things that I can uh, set in place to, you know, be intentional about how I want my life to look and how I want my family's life to look. So that book starts with why really helped me to start to formulate that. Uh, if you've never read the book, I suggest the book, which, uh, but the, the one thing that even if you never read the book, there's an 18 minute video on YouTube. Just look up Simon Sinek starts with why. And there's an 18 minute video where he basically breaks the whole concept
0: down. It was a good video. I really I really like that video. It opened my eyes up when I saw it for the first time, which was a, a little while back ago. But that's exactly that's exactly it, right? You've got to have a plan. And then you also I think what's really important is because as I was growing up, the thing that, you know, I was always told is like you need to go to college and then once you go to college, you can get a job and then you can do these things and it's like almost just like a set out thing where people are just saying like this is the path how you can get where you want to go. And so I kind of like started on that journey, but never really thought about like why I wanted to get there, you know? And so that's why going back to the Michael Jordan thing is like, he knew exactly what he wanted. And because he knew what he wanted, he knew what to cut out in order to get to where he wanted to go. It's like, if you are serious about winning a championship, if you are serious about doing whatever it is you want to do, like, you'll cut out everything in order to get that depending how bad you want it. And like, so like, Tony Robbins is like one of the number one of the number one mentors that I've got. And so he always says it's not a lack of uh, resources that will get you to get you where you want to go. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Right. And the reason why is because The reason why that is because whatever you want, if you want it bad enough, you will get whatever you want. So, yeah, so it's like if you if you want something bad enough, you will find out you'll find a way to get it done, you know. And so uh, I think really that's that's like the most important part. It's usually never lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. And that comes from like that deep down inside knowing exactly what it is you want and how to get there. And then the other part of that is, is like, whenever you make a plan, a lot of times, like the plan you make doesn't go as planned, right? And so like, I think a great, a really good example of that is like, what's going on right now with like COVID-19? Like, we have businesses, COVID-19 was not on my business plan. And so there has to be something inside of me that is going to drive me to still get to my goals of where I want to be at. And so when the plan deviates or when the plan doesn't work the way you want it to go, you still have to be laser focused on what you want. And a lot of times who you are is what helps you continue to drive forward into what you want.
1: I think it goes to show that if you, if, if you have the defining why, if you know what it is you're driving towards, there's multiple roads to get there. So when, Something happens on one of the roads. You just have to adjust. You got to make you know you make some changes. Uh, I like how you put it. There was that, I don't remember. <laughs> we were at a, an event and we were sitting outside and we thought there was going to be breakfast at the event. <laughs> and when we found out that the breakfast wasn't at the event, you're like, "Oh man, I got to make some moves here." And so you wanted, to, you know, it's like our the 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 plan changed, so we had to figure something out. And uh, the way you put it was, "We have to make some
0: moves." Uh, to make sure we got breakfast. yeah, that's funny. I still I remember when yeah, I still remember when that happened. so let's let's talk a little bit about like how do we get how do we figure out like what we're sacrificing, right? So I think that's like really, really, really important. So whenever you think about, um I know you said a lot of times you were reactionary versus like actually making a plan, like how do you how are you like, I guess mindful of that? How are you cognizant of what actually, is uh happening in order to figure out what you're sacrificing so
1: i think it becomes a lot easier when you know when you get some clarity on your why or in you know for me and i know this is for you true it's not for you too it's not just your why it's the it's the who Um, a lot of who's in our life are you know wrapped up in that why with our families and so when you're talking about when you really get some clarity on your why the sacrifice uh, a lot of times becomes much easier. You know, we're talking about Michael Jordan, like he, one of the things that he had to sacrifice were a lot of relationships and, you know, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not sure of his internal battle, but there were certain relationships that he could easily sacrifice because he knew that relationship was in the way of his why. And so for, for me, it, it all comes down to basically time and Uh, There's two main things I think in my life. And you were talking to how your mentor said, uh, you know, look at your checkbook and your calendar. Uh, For me, I think you could take a look at maybe my Facebook timeline as well. And that would help you understand the things that are important to me. And it basically comes down to, you know, my career in real estate and my family and it really comes down to my family because that's the driving factor in the real estate side of things. Um, for me, it's this idea of, I was, you know, up until about five years ago, it was that I didn't have a reason. I didn't look at my life as a re that I had a responsibility to my family when I was gone. I was only looking at it as the responsibility I had to my family. Now um, the one thing that really shifted like 5 years ago was having this responsibility to my family when i'm gone and so the real estate side of things seems to be the way that i found that's going to be the thing that i can leave them with no matter what career they're in no matter what you know where life takes them real estate and the knowledge and the skill sets that i have are something that i can pass along to them uh, no matter what they do and it's also, you know, helping me build a good, you know, a really comfortable or I don't know, comfortable, but nice lifestyle, you know, now, which is much better than, you know, for me, it's worked out a lot better than being in heating and cooling or, you know, selling components to the automotive industry, um, my two previous careers. And so this is the way that I figured. And so that's why the real estate's important to me. Is because it's helping me set my family up for the future.
0: I really, I really, really like that. The one thing that I really pull out of that, that you just said is the concept of time, right? And so why is, why is time so important? I guess, because we're talking about sacrifice. So you're sacrificing something of value for something of greater value in time is like the one thing that you cannot get back, right? And so if, when I sit down and think about it, I'm like, man, time is like the most valuable thing that I have that I have. Like it's it's priceless. And so like I don't know how much time I have left and I don't want to squander that time, you know, especially. And so that's actually one of the things I talk to folks a lot about who are doing for sit Like if they're for sale by owner, they're trying to sell their house on their own and they have like kids and a family. I'm like, man, do you want to spend your time selling this house on a weekend when you could be spending time with your, your daughter or, or, you know, and that's why that's so, I don't think i never took the time to sit down and think about like, why, why is that so important? Like why do I want to spend that time with my sons and my daughter and my wife or with my friends, you know, even. And it's because I don't know how much of that I have. And when are the times that people think about their lives the most, right? It's when, when someone passes away, because yep. at the end of your life, it's like, man, like that's the question that I always ask myself or try to ask myself whenever I'm doing something. It's like at the end of my life, like really nothing really matters in the end, like people think about their, they want their friends and their family around them. And a lot of times you hear people say like, I wish I wouldn't have done this, or I wish I wouldn't have done that. And and the reason why is because you're like, man, that other stuff just, just didn't matter at all, you know? And so when you sit down and think about it, like, is this how I want to be spending my time? And is it the best value of my time? Because that's the only thing that I can't get back. And so most of the time, when i would look at it that's how i got into real estate is i'm like the only way i knew how to make money was to trade time for money and so i was like man how do i make the most money for the most time that i have and all i could come up with was being a doctor you know and then i started reading about passive income and then when i started reading about passive income it kind of changed everything because that concept of time is kind of like is very very key in this whole aspect of sacrifice
1: I think that it shows you, especially in our society, because that's how we, that's how we live. That's how we've been brought up is this time for money. That's the only way that, it's the only equation there is. It's the, how much do you make per hour? You know, that conversation that's, uh, I hear that all the time, you know, how much do you make per hour? And the idea is to, especially like with real estate is to get to where, um, you know, my goal is to if I had to break it down hourly, um, you know, I'd almost, uh, I don't want to say be embarrassed, but be hesitant to share how much I make per hour. And that's the goal. And so it's, you have to get out of that mentality of sharing, uh, or you're not sharing, but of talking about how much, you know, you make per hour. And I, I see that, especially in the younger years, you know, in the withdrew in his twenties, like that's important. Like, you know, how much do you know? Do we make per hour that's how their contracts are negotiated that's how everything uh, they're involved is just talked about and so it's you know in society we we look at it as that's what it is it's time for money if you if you want to make more money what do you have to do you have to work harder and that's you know how we were brought up that's how we were taught that's the kind of language that's used um you know for me, you know it's just hard to not drive it back to to that why if you don't have um and I just want to bring it up one more time if you don't have that understanding of why it is you're doing stuff this is gonna this is going be a difficult task on what to sacrifice because you don't know if what you're sacrificing is helping you
0: get to where you want to be exactly why you're doing what you're doing is is very important as well. So as we finished, like as we're talking through this whole thing and we were preparing, that was, those were like the two major things that I saw, right? Is that time is number one and number two is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so I look at that and that's always the driving force. That's always the driving force behind it. And, And I'm using like time periods like right now, because you know, a lot of folks are, they say they're tired of like what's going on in our country. And so whenever I was doing a lot of work to kind of get to where I am, like self-improvement work that I think about is I, I was thinking about like, what are the times that I have the absolute most clarity? And it's either like when, like I said, when something bad happens, like you start to You start to contemplate things like you start to go back. And so for me, I like I always go back to to the Lord, like I always try to get connection with with the Lord, like getting closer to him and then figuring out like what it it drives me to see, like, what do I really and truly want? Like I am tired. And when I get tired, I'm like, that is it. Like I am not taking this anymore anymore. And then when you get to that emotional state, you get like, you really get a lot of clarity. I think that's why people get angry is like, when I get angry, I need certainty. And like, I'm like, I am certain that I'm going to get this because this is how I'm going to do it. And whenever you get that certainty, it, it draws out of you like what is most important. And that's like, and I think that's your why, the why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's
1: the that's one thing I like about the conversations um, that you and I have, in that when you talk about that certainty, uh, because that's not any that's not something that I historically had in life. But I I get what you're saying because, um, you know, when it's this, you, you know, in in the past when I've I've been broke, as far as monetarily speaking, it was like. Oh man, I need to, you know, I need to make a thousand dollars to make rent. Boom. I figured out how to make a thousand dollars. Like it was like, you know, so why couldn't I switch that mentality to, man, I need, I absolutely have to have $10,000 in the savings account. Like, but I, I never made that shift. It was more built out of like the negative pressure, the need, the need for something. So I have to have it. I have to be able to provide and so I would take pride in being able to do that where, um, where it's good. I think that I was able to accomplish that, you know, those tasks, but I don't know that it was something I should have been proud of uh, as far as uh, putting, you know, my family in a position where I had to do that and had to put that pressure on myself. Um, Cause that's the one thing that I've realized I'm, I think it has a lot to do with the way I, I you know, was raised the way that the lifestyle I had growing up, um, there was constantly tension in my life. There was constantly, uh, you know, just from, you know, switching schools every year for eight years, moving, living in nine different houses in eight years, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, and that's just the external, that's not the internal of what my household was like. And so I constantly lived in this, uh, idea or, you know, this lifestyle of there was, in, there was pressure. Uh, negative pressure, always in, I'm trying to, I'm missing the word, not tragedy, but uh, you know, there's always this stress. So I was always being somebody who always lived in stress. I don't mind being in stressful situations. Like there, it's almost like my happy place because that's where I've grown to be comfortable. But those around me, you know, my wife and my kids, they don't have that internal the ability to live in stress, but I was causing them to live in some stressful situations. And so I really had to get some clarity on, uh, you know, not just being a survivor, but being somebody who is working for something. And that goes to, you know, one of the points that came up for me in this was this idea of that we have to uh, do something. I think it's healthier to do something for the positive. Like I want to make something better, and as opposed to do something for the negative, negative. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, we talk about, oh, I have a chip on my shoulder, or they told me I can't do it. Like For me, I think it's a healthier motivation to do something for the positive as opposed to that you're doing it for the negative. Because if I'm doing something because I have a chip on my shoulder, like I need to, you know, make that sale or win that game, once I make the sale and win the game, I'm back to kind of ground zero. But if I'm trying to build something on the positive, it's a way bigger picture. And I can use negative things to drive that, like, oh man, they said I couldn't do that, or that. Oh, there's no way you can sell the house for that much, you know, whatever it may be. You know, I can do it. You know, I I'm definitely motivated by uh, people's disbelief in me, but that can't be the underlining or the overall driving factor in what it is we're
0: trying to build. I re- I really really like that because. I think that is, yeah, one of the, one of the key things that, that holds you back. And that's like one of the things you, that will help you grow because I'm, I'm kind of the same, I'm the same way. I love, I think, and pressure is a good thing, right? Like pressure makes diamonds. Like pressure is really good. The only way you get stronger is from breaking yourself down. The only way you get stronger is, is through, you know, adding pressure and, 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 in breaking, yeah, breaking things down. But in order to grow, there has to be a restoration period, you have to recover as well. And so that is one of the key things that I've been trying to figure out how to work through. Because in in real estate, it's like, for me, it's always been like a yo-yo cycle, right? You do good, then it's like, oh, I did good. Now I can like kind of rest a little bit. And then things kind of like Slow down again, where I need to like put myself in a crunch again in order to like build it back up, and then slow down again. And so for myself, I'm always trying to figure out how do I close that gap. And the thing I I really like, one person that that changed my perspective on this is is like is Grant Cardone. Like I love a lot of stuff about Grant Cardone, and I hate a lot of stuff about Grant Cardone. But the one thing that he says is like always go broke, right? Because when you're broke, like I'm gonna make it, like. I don't have any qualms about it. Like if I'm, me and my family need something, like I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get it, you know? And so going broke when you're not broke is like the way for me to do that. I really resonated with that. And so it's like, how do I turn my actions of when I'm broke into the same actions when I'm like not broke, you know? And so like, I think that's a path of development And how you do that. And so I think that's like a major struggle, like exactly what you're talking about. And so like, I am always trying to fight to figure out ways to like, okay, I almost think of it as a game. It's like, man, like, do I actually need to take physically take the money out of my bank account in order to like, (laughs) give myself that feeling? It's like, well, yeah, like create another bank account. Put, take a percentage of your, of your money there and then put the other percentage away where you can't even touch it. Like you can't even deal with it. And so the reason why you can't have it is because if it's there, like I've tried to do it where it all stays in the same bank account. Like I just get comfortable and I like being comfortable even though I know what I need is I need pressure in order to get where I need to go. You know? And so I think that's like, once you start realizing that, which is the journey I'm on is like, that's how I become who I need to become. And I do that in monetary. I do that with relationships, you know, in every aspect of life. Yeah. It's funny that you say
1: that because I uh, recently implemented uh, the profit first model, uh, the book called profit first. And you and I, you know, I've talked about it and uh, as far in the real estate B school, they really um, push that way of managing your money. And so uh, like six weeks ago, I implemented it, put all the accounts in place. And so instead of running one bank account for the business, um, you know, I pull out taxes, I pull out profit, I pull out owner's compensation, and then where then I have my operating expense account. And that was always the account, you know, that's the account I look at to see if I have money And when I pull all the other money that needs to be spent out of it, I, you know, I lose that comfort level of that. Oh wow. Oh yeah, we're good. We got plenty of money in that account. I'm like, Whoa, wait a second. We don't have plenty of money in that operating expense account. And that means uh, that's given me the motivation to, I think in certain situations I might, you know, let off the gas, uh, but knowing now that I've done that, um, that whole, you know, make myself go broke kind of thing. Uh, It really helps me to keep the, uh, at least right out of the gate, it's helped me to keep my foot on the pedal and
0: uh, make sure that I'm building that account up so I know that the business is healthy. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're both, we're both in the program. We're both doing the same thing. Right. And so when I, when I read the book, uh, what he says about that, taking your profit first, it just resonates so much because it's a human, I, I just think it's a human condition. You know, it's like you make money, you see it in your account. And then you're like, oh, well, we're good. And then you go m- pay your expenses, and then it's like, oh, we're not good, you know. And so, like, <laughs> you got to, yeah, you've got to take everything that you want out of there, and then realize, you know, and allocate it to where it needs to go. So, I think, yeah, that's exactly right. Have you thought about my question to you now? Have you thought about how you can use that same concept maybe in like other areas of your of your life?
1: As far as like. Yeah, I probably haven't put a whole lot of thought to it, but it's just, you ask that question, it's uh, almost, you know, it comes down to time, right? Like we always, you know, talk about time and so kind of categorizing your time into to different areas. I think you could, you probably definitely be onto something there. You're asking the question, cause I'm assuming you've probably thought about that. So let me spin this back to you and see where you're at with that. Cause I haven't really given that any consideration
0: <laughs> outside of that, using that concept outside of the
1: amount of, you know, outside of the money. I
0: don't, I don't think I, I really just kind of, the thought just kind of popped in my head. I don't think I've really thought about it in that way, but we kind of already kind of harped on it a little bit here, but I just, I think of, um, you know, just different situations in thinking back and contemplating on things. And so, you know, when you have, like I said, in times of like, in hard times, you start to contemplate things, and so really, that's that's the only way I've kind of kind of looked at it. Is like I went to right UPW, as 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 you know, I, I talk about unleash the power within quite a bit. I've been to that event twice, and so a lot of the exercises in that event is um, you do a lot of uh, vision casting, I guess you could say, and also a lot of reflecting, and so. Um, they have you like do different exercises where you think about, you know, they say like, think about like the worst situation that could happen to you and uh, like really go there like emotionally and all that. And when you start to think about that, like I said, is is in times of hard times, you start to contemplate things. And so, for instance, in those exercises, I just I thought about like, what are the main things that really matter to me? And so it's the same thing with like profit first. Like what really matters you is the profit. You have to take the profit out in the beginning. So, uh, doing those exercises, it's like, what is the most important thing to me? And you start at the end and then you take those things that, that are important to you. And then you bring them back to where you are now and you start to implement, you know, you start to implement those things. And so kind of one of the last things I'd like to talk about is in with what I'm saying right here is, um, Like, as we like, you look at people, we're talking about Michael Jordan or other successful folks that you think about. And sometimes if you look at their lives, like they might not have the life that you, that you want, they might've gotten success and then they like sacrifice some things that you might value or whatever. Um, Um, how do you kind of think about those things as you like are looking at other people and how do you, you know, work, uh, work on how you want to move forward. I think it comes down to, and this even is going to go along
1: uh, as you were explaining your answer for the, if you've looked at other areas of your life and that, and I think we kind of have, if you take a look at the seven domains that we talked about, that's almost just different bank accounts. What, what am I putting into my family and friends? What am I putting into my relationships? What am I putting into my finances? What am I putting into my fitness? And, you know, there's been times, you know, where, If I take those seven areas, I score them, um, you know, or you look at it and like, oh, well, man, that bank account's pretty empty. I I need to work on that. And so it's this kind of balancing act of, you know, what do you want to be in all of those domains? And uh, one of the exercises that helped me um, was one that we used to do at the events uh, with the Yes Masters um, Inner Circle. And that was the Never Do Again list. And that was, uh, Kevin had us always write down, what is it that you never want to do again? And the whole concept behind that was if there's things that you're doing in your life that you shouldn't be doing, uh, it's because it costs you time. And so what can you get back? Uh, Where can you get back in time by giving some things up? And it was never a thing of like, oh, I'm above doing that. You know, as an example, wash your car. You know, is my time best served washing my car? You know, probably not. One, I'm not going to be as good as the people that, you know, that their profession is washing cars. Two, and it, it takes the time. So now I get the cars washed better and I've saved the time in doing that. And that's just the, like a silly little simple example. And this has to go into something that, you know, this is an individual thing. But that was one of my favorite exercises because some of the things that I've eliminated, from doing in my life that I, you know, that I thought were priorities that are that I had to do when I gave it some thought, uh, I, I've been able to eliminate them, therefore saving time. You know, one of those for me is, um, I don't cut my grass. Uh, you know, and this is a I mean, just a great example of this. It was uh two Saturdays ago. I am hanging out in the backyard with uh Keegan. He's my twenty year old Cooper, my thirteen year old, and Holly. And we're just hanging out and I was playing catch with Cooper and boom one of my neighbors pops out and his kids are running around but he's cutting the grass literally an hour later my next neighbor pops out and he's got two little girls that are running around and he's cutting the grass but i'm playing catch i'm playing washer toss i'm just you know like doing things that with my family that's the priority because i pay somebody to cut my grass and i think it's like 25 bucks a week or something like that like knowing that I gave up $25 for that time it was like, I mean, it was it was one of those like self-validating moments. Like, yeah, that's why I do it right there. And so I think it's just, you know, kind of going back to what you were asking. It's the understanding your, why laying out the different areas of your life and figuring out where is it that you can buy yourself some time. And that's gonna, that's what's going to drive you towards that. Why?
0: That is, that is so, so good because the why all of these things all work in together, right? So if you, the why behind that is the most important thing, because could you, could I cut, I don't cut my grass either, but could I cut my grass a hundred percent? Do you grow grass in West Texas? We do, man. We do. I've got grass in my, I do have artificial turf in my backyard though, but, um, um, but that's that's the thing, right? Some people might. I've thought about that as well. So that was like one of the things I struggled through. Like, should I cut my own grass or should I have someone else cut it? If I was going to cut my grass, like, I always use it as to be with my kids. So like, I would want to cut my grass with my kids, you know. And then like, I would want to try to teach them something about cutting, you know, cutting grass and and doing that sort of thing. But most of the time, what I saw for me, I don't like doing that. And what I saw it was a time suck, you know. And so um that's why you have to know why you're doing what you're doing because on a saturday i'd rather be at jujitsu with my sons doing that and then now my son wants to play basketball he was like talking about shooting hoops so i'd rather be shooting hoops with my son rather than you know washing my my car or or cutting the grass and then after i get done cutting the grass i'm allergic so i'm like sneezing everywhere and then i'm tired (laughs) and then that it goes into something else so the why when you're cutting the grass is the most important because my why for not cutting my grass is not your why. And it's not somebody else who's listening to this podcast. Why? But if you know that and you are doing that for the reasons that you want to be done, then that's like the key, I think for my, for sure. So I think that's, that's like super awesome that you uh, uh, brought that up. All right. So we're going to take a little bit of a break for our feature here, Time to Invest. And then we'll be right back. Here at Time
1: to Invest today, I wanna to talk to you about ways that you can invest. And there, uh, the one thing I love about real estate is this idea that, well, not this idea, it's that what I love about real estate is that there are, I mean, a thousand different ways that you can make money in real estate. And I wanted to just share some of the more common ones. We see on TV, like these flipping shows on HGTV, and they are that, they are TV shows, but flipping is one of them. Um, Then there's the buy and hold world where you're buying properties and you're turning them into rentals. On top of that, you know, so those are the two most popular, but then there are other items or there's other ways that you can make money in real estate. There's wholesaling. That is where you're buying a property and you're going to sell the Contract to typically another investor, and they're going to take over the terms of the agreement, and you get a fee in the middle called an assignment fee, and that is a really popular model. If you want to know anything about that, like I would suggest uh, checking out Sean Terry on YouTube. Uh, just go ahead and Google Sean Terry wholesaling. Um, what else do we have? So we've got uh, you know flipping, buy and hold, wholesaling. And there's also a lot of opportunities inside working with seller financing, where you are potentially buying a property on a land contract or with some kind of seller financing terms. All that to be said, I just want you to, I want to say that like, if you're looking at getting investing and you want to talk about like the different opportunities, man, definitely feel free to hit us up. It's something we can definitely talk about, but you really need to Come up with your plan and what's going to work for you in the investing world. Because I know very successful investors that only wholesale, that only do buy and hold, but they're very good at it because that's what they focus on and that's what they're going after. Therefore, they know exactly when uh, they come across a good deal. So like I was just saying, I just want to repeat, there's a thousand different ways you can make money in real estate. So you need to find the one that's going to work for you.
0: All right. And now we're back. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. And just to recap a little bit. So we talked about sacrifice on this episode. So the name of the podcast is success without sacrifice. And so we had a really good time uh, preparing for this and actually talking about, you know, sacrifice. And so sacrifice is giving up something of value for something of greater value value. And so one of the ways you can figure out what has value to you is to look at your bank account and to look at your calendar. So what are you spending your money on? And what are you spending your time on? Because time is the one asset that we can never get back. That's the one thing that uh, once it's gone, it's gone. And then the other things we talked about is start with why always start with why you're doing what you're doing and to have a plan begin with the end in mind A few of the resources you can look at for that is there's a uh, TED Talk by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. He also has a book as well called Start With Why. And then we also talked about uh, the book Profit First, which has a lot of concepts in um, forcing you to actually do what you want to do for your plan and getting the results that you want. And so I hope that you would uh, check out all those resources. We want to say thank you for uh, listening in to the podcast. You can uh, find us uh, also on our Facebook group, the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. We'd love to connect with you there. And we look forward to talking to you all soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.